This guy giving not gimmicks. This that championship for pendants. First place, medals, golden cup. The winners have entered. Raise your glasses to us. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 135 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition, Monday Night Raw on a Tuesday. Oh, we Tuesday. appreciate y'all for tuning in. I am your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood, and our powers combined, we are your HBCU homeboys. Let's do it. Let's do it, my friend. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, before we get started, remember, the ATL edition is out, came out today, Tuesday, uh uh it is out on spotify out on youtube run it up make sure y'all hit a like uh make sure y'all hit a subscribe make sure y'all follow us on social media and x twitter whatever y'all want to call it we are everywhere we appreciate it uh you know when it comes to uh to uh, monday night raw then around the league edition we start out with our hbcu news around the culture followed by either football or basketball depending on uh which is in season right now it's football but soon we'll be transitioning to basketball also, before we get started, update. We are going back to one show because the Falcon season is over, college football season is over, uh, and the Brave season hasn't started. So we are now uh going to back so, to one so show. So what, what Reggie really telling y'all is we just gonna throw the Hawks in there at the end. They losing, so what the hell? What are we gonna do here now? They, they, they talking about yeah. We didn't we we ranted a lot on the ATL edition. Y'all go back and listen. So let's start out with our HBCU news around the culture, man. So we got a couple things we're going to talk about today. Um, a little bit of mess. Now, you know, if we being honest, it's a little messy sometimes in the culture. But before we get that, we want to we want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Terrell Allen. Uh oh, wrong button. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Terrell Allen, uh, the Buck Buchanan Award winner for FCS Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to repeat, not HBCU Defensive Player of the Year, FCS Defensive Player of the Year, man. Let's give him a round of applause. Um, he led all of FCS. He record, uh, He had 28 tackles for loss, 14 and a half sacks, five forced fumbles, and 65 tackles from the defensive end and defensive line position at Tennessee State, Eddie George down there had a gym, and he produced on the field, and he is expected to go in the mid-rounds of the NFL draft. If he has a good combine, he should be going in the top rounds of the NFL draft, one through three. Yeah, don't play with this man. 65 tackles, 28 TFLs, and 14 and a half sacks. He's a football player. He's him. Do not HBCU bias him. Give him a shot like everybody else. Put him on the field and see what he can do. And not, yeah, we not we not doing that no more. We not doing none of that no more. Yeah, man, and he's a he's a big dude. Apparently, he's like six four. Um, Let's see what we got on him. No, excuse me, six feet two seventy five from Little Rock, oh, Arkansas. That might be why he's supposed to uh, uh, drop because of he's only six feet. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Um, how tall is Aaron Donald? Six one. Oh, okay. Same size. Same size. Yeah, yeah. And and I've and right now the way that football is evolving, you need guys that can move. So shout out to Terrell Allen, man. We we expect big things from you. Can't have too many pass rushes. Can't have too hey, many. Hey, and pass I'm gonna rushes. tell you right now, Falcons. He get to the end. He's still available. Do the needful. Go ahead and get it. Go ahead and get it. Um, I really don't want to go into the mess, but let's start out with FAMU. We can we can keep it brief. Um, yeah, we gonna tell the truth now. Um, yeah, I mean, FAMU. The news, of course, is Willie Simmons left FAMU, um, and he's going to Duke as the running backs coach. He did an interview with HBCU uh, Sports. Uh, shout out to him for sitting down and actually speaking on it in a well-thought-out and eloquent manner. If you have a chance to mm-hmm. go and listen to that interview, he speaks very, very well. Uh, he does not down FAMU. He does not hate on FAMU. Uh but he explains that where he wants to go in in his coaching career, he's done everything that you can do up to this point. He's won an, he's went to the FCS playoffs. He's won the Black National Championship. He's been the offensive coordinator. He calls the plays. He's been the CEO coach. He's been the quarterbacks coach. Uh, he's developed players. He sent players to the NFL. At this point, he said the next step for me is to go to Division One for my improvement which is the right way to do it. Um, so I, I, I <laughs> wish it. <laughs> yeah. You know that, you know, that was, you know, that was, that was no, no, sneaky hell. Talking about Aaron Donald's five eleven in real life. Yeah. You tell him that Aaron Donald tell you he's six one. Hey, I saw, I saw him do that judo chop with that knife. And I said, Hey, sir, whatever you, whatever you need. So um, you shout need. out, shout out to Willie Simmons um, for taking the high road because there's a little bit of mess that came out with this, with the low road, um, fam use, it came out that fam use AD didn't want to give Willie Simmons a pay raise. So the underlying story is he's getting paid $200,000 more to be a running backs coach at Duke than he is going to be a head coach at fam you. Um, and, it, and it's also fam use alumni raised the money to keep him after it came out that the new because the, the AD ain't been there but that so long said that he's no, no, not she, wor- she was hired on January 4th last year so correct she just came upon one year of service and she said that he is not basically that she, he does she doesn't think that he garners a raise allegedly 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 allegedly, allegedly. this is an article that yeah. we read you know allegedly 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 yeah. Um, this is very interesting because she is a very prominent person over there at FAMU. Anytime that you see anything with FAMU in their media, she's right there in the mix of it. Um, when they won the championship, she, you know, she sat down with the team and, and said, Hey man, y'all committed to me. I committed to y'all. Here we are with a championship. Everybody looked happy. But yes, just this this rumor has been floating around for a long time that basically she told Willie Simmons under no you know, uncertain circumstances that, bro, we're not giving you the money. And I'm, you know, so I'm not him. against a tough negotiator. I'm not against, you know, being conservative with the money. But you also have to understand, 
having an, an elite coach it will make or break a program. And by make or break a program, make or break your own damn job. So the way that you stepped out and said that, you better find the coach and y'all better keep winning because y'all have a lot of things on your side right now. You have tons of notoriety, tons of visibility. Y'all, you know, y'all have the LeBron sponsorship, but you know what your job is when it comes to HBCUs to con continue to drive and uplift the school and the athletic department. And if they fall off, the first person they're going to look at is you. So a couple things. Mm -hmm. There's other rumors about the budget and the management of the funds before she got there that she is trying to rectify. So we won't, we won't shoot at her the whole time. And, but you, you, you missed one point that she's, she's playing a dangerous game with. We are in unprecedented recruiting times. The transfer portal. I told y'all that transfer portal is leveling the playing field across not just conferences of SEC, ACC, and FBS. It's leveling the playing field across divisions. FAMU had, the last time before this came out, they had seven transfers from the Power 5 schools, including three from Florida State, which is right across the way. Three from Florida State. Four stars. Four, three four-stars. It was said by Clark Atlanta's head coach, hey, Division Two is the new Division One. We are trying to be like the minor league system. Come to these schools, transfer here, yes, get your name up, and then go transfer back to Division One or come here out of high school. And he got killed for it. If you notice, I didn't necessarily disagree with him because when you get players, and Hampton was notorious for this, when you get players to come you out of college. of it. To come out of in high school, if you look at the, the way that college scholarships are dispersed now, they are only signing 10 to 15 high school players a year. That's not if you're not a power five school and one of the top echelons, if you're not top 10 in recruiting, they're not like Dion already said, I'm not signing, but 10, seven to 10 high school players. So you have to go to D2. And one, well, we say one double A because we're old, but FCS. You got to go to FCS and then go mm -hmm. to FBS mm -hmm. because that's the plan to go. And if as the to bring it back to the AD, if you sabotage that, that is what will get you to lose your job. Everything else, bringing the money and balancing the budget, and yes, Willie Simmons is the coach, and like you said, you have to have a good coach, but you could also find another good coach because he's not taking the whole staff. But what I'm, I'm not saying you can replace him easily, but it's possible. What you can't do is get the reputation that you're going to lose, get a reputation amongst the transfer portal. Because if you do that, then you will end up not being able to get the players and you'll be basically fighting with one arm. And you can't do that. Not at FAMU. They too, they got too much of a storied history, past and present. Yep. So. And they um, not finna play with you for very long. Mm -mm. One thing HBCU alumni does not have across, and I've never seen it at any school, is patience. Not patience because if the rival's good, don't let Bethune Cookman mess around and beat y'all one year. Oh, they're gonna get you up out of there quick. Oh, so look, yeah, that's <laughs> so look, y'all better get it right. Um, shout out to the to the AD. Hopefully, you have a plan. Shout out to Willie Simmons. Hopefully, in the way that he did the interview, it was it was seemed like it it wasn't a lot of malice. 
so it seems like they he might have left on cordial terms, whereas we saw somebody else leave and just dog out the school. But let's get uh, right to it. <laughs> so now more mess. We told y'all about Texas Southern and Fred McNair and Andre Johnson. Guess who else's name has been thrown into the fold? Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Heinz Ward reportedly is eyeing another. I'm sorry. Texas Southern is reportedly eyeing another NFL coach, ex-player in Heinz Ward to with actual this time with actual coaching experience. That's a shot at Andre uh, to be his next head coach. I warned y'all. I warned y'all. I warned y'all. Jackson State had TC. They already had a contingency plan. Texas Southern, if y'all swing for the fences to get a coach or an ex-NFL player that's not fully committed, and I'm not saying anything about Heinz Ward isn't fully committed, but Heinz Ward has no, that I know of, has no connection to Texas Southern or any type of HBCU football that I know of. I may be wrong. Y'all look it up. You tell me if I'm wrong. But but to come here, you know that this is a checkbox to get somewhere. In the same way that I yep. said about the players, if you don't have a contingency plan when you go after a Ed Reed or you go after a Andre Johnson or you go after a Heinz Ward, because if they're good, they're gonna be out of there quick. Rightfully so. Then you have to you may end up back at square one or negative one. So y'all better figure it out down there, and y'all better do right by Fred McNair too. Cause he left a powerhouse and y'all keep doing all of this mess and all this news comes out. And there's been no news saying that, Hey, Fred McNair is, has been bought out. His contract has already been bought out or we're going to pay for it or whatever. Y'all better do right by that man. Or he going, he going, he going to hit you. Number one, you have to remember who Fred is in the HBCU football landscape. He's a monster. He is, he is a guy that everybody knows he has connections and you, to a certain degree, you also have to remember he's going to have the ability to be able to influence the next people who go there and your coaching staff. I mean, at the end of the day, it's 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 an ability. It's very similar, like, like how Joe Taylor is. Joe Joe T. He is on that college football playoff decision making. Yeah. That's a whole nother level. And y'all know how HBCUs are and HBCU people are about you taking advantage of them. They never, ever, ever, ever forget. I'm just going to say this, TSU. Y'all got like $50 more million, some big grant. Y'all better figure out this football situation soon and very soon. Y'all are, every day that you don't, you're losing. You're not recruiting. You're not game planning. You're not doing anything to put your put this new coach in a position to win. And then you can go out here and I have no issues with you going with Andre Johnson or with Heinz Ward. But this is the thing. These guys are independently wealthy. So, yes, speaking so, to answer your question, Fred McNair is related to Steve. Um, he was the brother. Fred was the receiver. Steve was the quarterback. At but, um, so he left his alma mater. Yep. And y'all did it. But if, if 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 Hines or Andre Johnson just not feeling it, they can just dip and go right back to living their life. 
They're they're not lifelong HBCU football coaches. This is their first time getting into it, and if they don't like it, they could get right out of it. And you better make a decision. But you study wrong. I mean, you study long. You for sure will study wrong. Now, corn, you ain't off the hook either. Now, there's a reason Fred left. That money, that money. Now, I don't know where he ends up now because everybody, the way this plays out, and the time in which the timing of all of this is, everybody else has hired their coaches. Everybody else has hired their coaches. There's no, there are no yep. more coaching vacancies in SWAC football, and I think MEAC football because they got Chennis Berry, who's out there already. He's got yep. players coming oh, from Miami. And let me tell you, to South Chinnis Carolina is State, over there giving the the uh, three hundred speeches. Every time I hear Chennis Berry speak, I I be like, "Where my pass at, man? Let me let me let me lay some back up." And he just got a quarterback. That's supposed to you be gotta, a beast. You gotta, you gotta Like you're competing against that. That's your, that's your competition, and he is kicking ass. And y'all don't even have a leader yet. Let me tell you, you're behind. Whoever it gets hired for this job is behind the eight ball. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then finally, on our HBCU news, man. Um, shout out to H to HBCU go. Uh, I think that's. Is it, it's not Byron Allen. It's the other guy that paid off all of those, uh, all those student loans for Morehouse. The billionaire, he's affiliated with uh, HBCU. Go, not is it Bob Johnson? Not Bob Johnson. Um, I know you're talking about. I can, I can't. I can see his face. Uh, Robert oh, Smith. One, Robert six. Smith. Robert. That's Smith. it. Robert That's Smith it. is affiliated with HBCU. Go. They have partnered with the SIAC. Uh, and they secure a ten million dollar multi a ten year I'm sorry ten year multimedia partnership, uh, to go all the way through 2032, which includes football, men's and women's basketball, and here's the kicker because we are in I think we're in an Olympic year right in the Olympics this summer mm-hmm. coming up and Olympic sports. The platform also has secured distribution for SIAC sporting events on CBS and owned on CBS owned and operated stations in key markets across the nation. And it is Byron Allen. I apologize. According to Byron Allen, the founder and CEO of the parent company, uh, the partnership marks a historic moment and the team is excited to bring SIAC games to, to broader audience. If you remember the SIAC, uh, HBCU go broadcasted the SIAC championship. They also yep. broadcasted, uh, some of many of the guys I watched, Clark Atlanta versus Morehouse. That's how we knew that uh, Morehouse won the trophy against Clark. They are yeah. bringing notoriety to all of these SIAC schools. And as we just told y'all, Division Two is really turning into the new Division One. And the more notoriety you can get on social media as well, because they're really good with social media, the more the more fun and the more influx of support you get. So I am happy for this. Shout out to them. I don't know if I did this, but applause. And it's dope, man. Yeah, that, What's your thoughts? I, lo- I love all of this. I also am a, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, having your own place to put your media so you can put your media in the front. I mean, it's the reason we have this podcast, because at the end of the day, we we understand the value of it. And we understand how it needs to come off and who it needs to come from. And I think that having this strategic partnership and it being 10 years, so it's not something where, oh, well, 
fly by night. At the end of this, we're tired of you or, or you no longer serve a purpose for us. We can just throw you to the wayside. This is the best thing for us. And now it is it's twofold from here. We as people who are who come from HBCU culture have to support this, but they also have to do a good job of marketing and putting the get putting together good media. It's, it's of the utmost importance. This is you know that's one of the big things we had the issue with with you know Hampton leaving the MEAC is you gotta we gotta be out there in the right way. It, you have to do a good job, and we're gonna continue to 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 kick the MEAC's ass about making sure that you post the scores. Make sure that you're posting your players that are doing well and consistently. You got to invest into media if you want this to be successful. Them having Byron Allen as the owner of the parent company. Major asset. Takes takes away my concern about that. If you go look at HBCU Go, they have a lot of content. There's an up-and-coming guy that we actually Consistent. Use. Consistent. We actually use them, and we use Lights on College Sports. Shout out to Lights on College Sports. Young guy uh, who who is focuses on HBCU sports. Uh, those are the two consistent mainstays of posts. I, Lights on College Sports, um, I expect for him to get picked up really, really soon. Um, yep. So I'm not I'm not really concerned about that, but I, I do think all these other schools and all these other places like the MEAC need to do some type of consulting or something with Byron Allen to figure out how to get their presence known. So you're right, man. This is, this is a great move and I expect the content to elevate, not stay the same. And I don't expect it to, to uh, digress either. So um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of our HBCU news around the culture segment. Beverage. I actually don't have one. I have some water. Uh, uh, Cause I was on storm duty. So, we will be right back with our football news around the league, and then we'll wrap up with our basketball news around the league. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Refill. No Elvarner. <laughs> Ooh, throwback. Can I get a refill? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our football segment of episode 135 of the Splash Cast Monday Night Raw on a Tuesday. Uh, got a few things we're going to talk about today, man. We're going to start out with uh, NCAA football. But before we do that, what can they do, Norwood? They can like, they can follow, they can subscribe. They can um, DM us and tell us how great the podcast is. They can repost it on the Instagram they can tell their grandmother about the topics that we talk about. They could show up to an HBCU. They could donate to HBCU. There's a myriad of things you could do, and we love you for it all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's get right into it. Uh, Michigan won the national championship. They beat Washington. That defense uh, played a hell of a game, 34-13. What were your thoughts on the uh, on the national championship? Um, Michigan, I'm coming here humbly today. Come on, go ahead. Give me my ISO, please. I talked about y'all all season. I didn't think that y'all could do it. I, I I questioned you at every, every turn. I didn't respect your team. I didn't respect JJ McCarthy. I still, I still don't, don't think that he's like a Heisman candidate or anything. 
But at the end of the day, you did what was required. You won the game. You won the game handily. You dominated University of Washington, who I believe to be the best team in college football. Then y'all made it look easy. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those. I'm doing better about if I said something, I'm gonna come back right on this show and apologize and say, hey, I was wrong. So this is my first 2024. I was wrong. I was wrong about Michigan. Congratulations, y'all won the championship without a shadow of a doubt. You did what needed to be done. Congratulations. I ain't I ain't doing none of that shit. Um Michigan played a really good game. Uh they just beat that whole listen, this is about the third time now that I didn't see a team say they had the best offensive line in the country. Just out there just and that offensive line just got whipped. The first time, ironically, was Michigan. That was the number one offensive line in the country when they played Georgia, the first championship, and got absolutely destroyed in the orange bowl. Um, ironically, JJ McCarthy played that game too. Um, I don't want to bury the lead shout out to Michigan for y'all doing what you were supposed to do and winning the game. Y'all neutralized Michael Penix jr. Um, y'all neutralized that run game. And eventually they had to abandon the run game. And when you become one dimensional against good defenses, that is basically they. By the end of the game, they were just teeing off on him. It was they. I mean, I think he had bruised ribs. He, he was his he looked, ankle he was messed hurt, up. Bro. He was. They were teeing off on him because they couldn't. They couldn't stop him. Um, so shout out to Michigan. Uh, this was probably the worst case scenario for the NCAA to me because, and I'm gonna take this off because I don't want. I'm telling the truth, and y'all gonna say I'm hating. I mean, they still have that scandal. They asked Jim Harbaugh about the cheating scandal in the press conference directly after they won the national championship. One hour later, they asked him about it. He said, we're innocent. So of course, you know, everybody else, all your rivals are going to say that that is a, an asterisk. And I was joking around partly when I put the asterisk on social media after y'all won, but for the game, y'all played well. Do I think Michigan is the best team in the country? No. Yes, I'm a homer. You can call it what it is. What I saw out there on that field, I don't think they would have beat Georgia. I don't I don't think they had uh, they wouldn't have beat Georgia. I don't think Washington would have beat Georgia. I don't think Texas would have beat Georgia. I don't think in a rematch Alabama would have beat Georgia. I don't think any team is better than Georgia the whole year. And it's unprecedented to go from one to six. And then when we saw it, hell, I don't really think a lot of them teams would have beat Florida State. I think Florida State would have put the same product out there on the field that we saw out there in the playoffs. So with that being said, you can only play who's in front of you. And Michigan dominated uh, they got a few questions. I don't know what they're going to do with Donovan Edwards. He played and had two touches for 100 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. They scored on the first three plays of the game. Um, Now, that that's the part, man. They had two. I look up, and every time he get a handoff, he run for 40 yards. Bro, you can't have him running 40s. This ain't the combine. So this game got out of hand in the fourth quarter. 
But for the whole game, it was close. It was 17 to 10. And Michigan really didn't do anything in the third, in the second or third quarter. They scored 14 points in the first five minutes of the game and went to halftime up 17 to 10. JJ McCarthy. All right. I'm done. I gave y'all y'all congratulations. Let's get to the real shit. Kirk Herbstreet was, I mean, the nuts that he was holding that belonged to J.J. McCarthy the whole damn game was ridiculous. That boy said he was double cupped. Double (laughs) cupped! (laughs) He was talking about, J.J. McCarthy in the third quarter had completed four passes. Not in the third quarter. Total. For the game. I think he only completed. I got it right here. He he threw the ball 18 times. In four quarters. That means he threw the ball. Four and a half times. A quarter. Yeah. Four and a half times. And if y'all call him great value. Trevor Lawrence. That ain't. Trevor Lawrence is great value. We gonna get to Trevor Lawrence. That's that's dollar store. So. (laughs) At that point, Michael Penix Jr. played about, he played his worst game that I've seen. And he was still leaps and bounds ahead of J.J. McCarthy. And all you heard, Kirk Herbst, J.J. McCarthy had a run on third down for 15 yards, and they talked about that the whole drive. The yeah, whole drive after It that. was a hell of a run. And I, was, I just... I just knew that they were going to get out, but I also knew that that was going to be like his cementing play. As soon as I was like, all right, th- it was 30 15. And I was like, oh, yeah, we finna get out of here. Nope. 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 JJ, like, now y'all, dra- like, my thing is, if you believe in him, draft him. That, that's where I want to see what people really believe and what they're saying. Do it. Draft yeah. him. Yeah, and 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 like I said before, Jim Harbaugh was asked in the press conference after the game about the cheating allegations, and he said we're innocent. What kind of gives them a little bit of bail is they were accused of cheating, and their defense got better. After they got exposed, their defense just basically they just shut down everybody. <laughs> JJ want to be Sam Darnold when he grows up. Lord, the chat is hilarious. Um, and that's about what I think. I think at best case scenario, you you scammy Donald. Y'all know scam Donald been trash. Marcus Mariota. Desmond. Hell no, he can't run. Yes, he can. No, he's that's that's what Lord. makes him that what makes him attractive is that he can move. Desmond. Whatever it Ritter. is, drop that thing a little bit lower. He, bro, he is Desmond Ritter and Zachary crazy. Taylor Thomas put together. I'm telling y'all he ain't that good. But what I'm saying is Michigan, they needed a rallying cry to get a rallying. Yeah, rallying cry to get over the hump. They got it. Called them cheaters. They got caught cheating. You know, the guy had on the the guy had on the uh, the glasses, taking pictures of the everything and he was on the other people that's the part that they they have their media team has done a great job they swept that under the rug the 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 stealing signs from across during the game that's what they focused on and they said that that was legal they ain't say nothing about him being having the credentials and being on minnesota sideline with the glasses on behind the coach holding the pad 
They ain't say nothing about that. They skipped right over all of that, which is a great media team. But to me, and it, y'all can call it hate, I don't care. The asterisk is one, they don't a lot of people don't feel you played the four best teams. You put the four best teams there. Two, you have the cheating allegations. It sucks, but that's life. No, it don't suck. Don't cheat. You cheated. You cheated. You cheated. You cheated. You've been cheating. You got caught cheating. It caught you three times, convicted you two times in one season. What are you doing here? You cheated. Now, you cheated in one, so I guess that's okay, but we got to be real here, too. Just, you know, you, you're going to have to deal with that, that asterisk. If you ain't like it, you shouldn't have been cheating. And you can hate the college football committee because I'm telling y'all, there's I th- I think I don't care what y'all say. Georgia would have beat Michigan again, but you only be who's in front of you. Uh, yes. Uh, so are they the Astros or the Bubble Lakers? They are definitely been called the Houston Astros of college football. Is what they've been called. I've seen it. They both got people. cheating. Yeah, <laughs> looking at people' strategy. Yeah, that's cheating. <laughs> Um, before we move on to Florida State, real quick, what's his name? If I said it, you, are you going to edit it when I say it? <laughs> I, <laughs> you can. Listen, you're going to say it wrong. But I, listen, I know I, I know what his to name this is. Podcast, <laughs> and I hear it just like y'all after Reggie get done editing, and it'll be like, oh. <laughs> so basically, let me what? let me introduce it. There's a high school football player who is a Division One prospect, three or four star linebacker, uh, who is taking a visit to West Virginia in January. He's the class of 2024. I'm sorry. Yeah, class of 2025. Uh, he's taking a visit in January. Uh, he goes to Lawrenceburg High School. What's his name, Norwood? <laughs> I'll tell y'all the pronouncing. <laughs> Noah Naysayer. His name <laughs> is Noah Kanega. Kanega. K N I G G A. K N I G G A. Now, I know what. That's Noah Kanega. And you may know um, a naysayer. And if you if you know a naysayer and they say that he should say his name differently, that's between you, him, and them. But I'm going to mind my business. Between my fist, somebody, my face. This name is going to get somebody fired. <laughs> going to get somebody fired. <laughs> I, I, I. First off, I'ma still say it. I'ma say it every week. Y'all better y'all I better not hear y'all say naysayer. Better not hear it. Better not hear it. Better not hear it. I heard it a couple times on TV and and you know, y'all that's our word now. It's our word. Whether you like it or not, it's our word just like yeah. nope, can't go there. I can't say that. Because naysayer, please. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but Noah Kanega. Kanega, see? Kanega. <laughs> Kanega. See, there we go right there. See, that went wrong. Kane, phonetics. Phonetics is key here. Um, it's the, the utmost important enunciation and pronunciation have to be impeccable. I would change the, I would could, change my name. I would change the I in my name to an E. Just 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 to do I don't care. People do it all the time. They change their name all the time. They do it all the time. I change my name. 
I ain't getting into too many people family business, but I'm gonna tell you, sometimes legacies need to change. And we going in a different direction. If you make it all the way to the league, let me tell you, you're gonna lose 50% of your sponsorship right yeah. there. And you in a league that has I a mean, lot of And I mean, you got to be real. Like a part of it is like being marketable. That's the reason, unfortunately, you got people like Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay's jerseys was never going to sell. It was out of his control, but that's what no, it he is. Just, well, he like, got bad marketing. He he could have. I'd have had all the rainbow jerseys out there. Listen, no, Reggie. Labor Labor Day would have been my day. I'd have been no, right hey, out there. Hey, hey, <laughs> they hey, rally. You stop. I ignored the. I was going to say rainbow before. Uh, you took uh, naysayer, they right took the rainbow. The, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for the Kanega family. Please make sure you pronounce that as Kanega. I want to continue. Like, our podcast is really taking off now. Shout out to all the support, support the, the world, all y'all in here with us, uh, the people everywhere <laughs> reaching out. Reggie, not going to tear this up for me, yo. That boy um, is Michael Jackson uh, moonwalking, baby. Like, uh-uh, uh-uh. We'll shout out to everybody. We, um, we are done, dead. Um, do well, not Memphis pass beat them 121.03. No Ja, no Jared Jackson Jr. That's crazy. Um, 17 on them. And to round out our college football talk, man, shout out to Michigan. I don't know what Washington, Washington, this, this transfer portal is crazy. Um, but there was the Orange Bowl. We talked about it 63 to 3. Um, Kirby Smart said after the game, it sucks that I had to do this. It's almost like Kirby Smart gave the whole speech that your daddy give you after he give you a whooping. Like it sucks that I had to do this, but I had to send a message. And the message was when you play and everybody uh, uh, opts out and you leave the teammates here, this is what happens. They lost 63 to three against Georgia. Georgia had no opt outs. They had two players that were hurt and well, hurt. I think those were two opt outs, but they had two players that were hurt, but they're, top 10 lottery picks um, and everybody else played, including everybody that was going to transfer. They set a goal to play everybody and play. Mike Norvell was put probably in the, I, I felt so bad for Mike Norvell because he, like I said before, he did everything right. And then you watch the college football playoff and you know, he did everything right. And he was show enough shot. Like he was shot down, but he delivered an emotional speech. Um, that at the end of the 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 Orange Bowl in the sixty three to three loss, um, I'm gonna listen to a little bit of it. Uh, y'all, here it is. Since the very first day that I came here, right, hard work does not guarantee success. It doesn't, and it never will. Emotion. But it absolutely will put you in the best position to be able to achieve it. I think that's one thing that we've seen throughout the course of this season. So we got some remarkable men that are sitting here in front of me. And the work you put in, the decision that you made, just to say yes, because you know what? It's really easy when things don't go well, right? And you hurt, right? And you're angry and you're sad. I don't want to ruin the moment, but ESPN got some great editors. The soundtrack, Put to this <laughs> makes this even more, but we're going to finish this part and then we'll talk about it. The easiest thing to do is to pull back and stop. That's what the world wants you to do. 
But there's only a select few people that are willing to freaking fight. And he goes on to those. If you look at the picture, uh, if you're watching, if you're listening, he goes on to uh, bring the seniors up. He apologizes to the seniors. He apologizes on behalf of the staff that he wasn't able to get the players that opted out to stay. And he basically said it's just a, a messed up situation. And he applauds them for even going out there and trying to represent Florida State in an upstanding manner. You should hold your head high. Um Kirby was right. Something's got to be done. Something's got to be done. Yeah, this is, but there's nothing that the, you can do. <laughs> this is this is worst case scenario. But honestly, I can't lie. It's unfortunate to these guys specifically, but in the whole landscape, this thing isn't going to matter for much longer. Um, unfortunately, you know, fortunately, they're going to go to a twelve-team playoff. So now. You know, at 12 teams, if you can't get into that top 12, then it's not that many conversations I think that need to be had. I honestly think it's eight. Um, and I think that the way that we'll they, they're going to transition to 12 teams, this will end up being an afterthought. But we always knew from day one that four teams wasn't enough. College football just got lucky enough that it didn't present itself in this type of situation until they were moving into a different direction. But at the end of the day, this is terrible. I feel bad for these players. They just, you know, it, and I know that the way that, that that game finished with Washington and Michigan is not going to give them the solace that they needed to feel better. Had had it looked a different way, then maybe you're like, you know what, maybe we didn't stand a chance. But if you look at it, you're like, man, we could have probably competed. We could, you, we at least deserve the opportunity to play against these two teams. Like, and the fact I think it's it hurts more for them because like I said, I'm a UGA fan and I know just the eye test tells me that UGA was the best team in the country. But the criteria that they use to bounce out UGA, Florida State met all that criteria. And you use the eye test to keep them out. And you really didn't use the eye test because they had a probably a top four defense in the nation. Um so it hurts for them because they're undefeated and a conference champion and you didn't let them in. I only say let them. You didn't put them in. You kept them out. So Yeah, they like it, And the thing is, is and to wrap this, this up with they, them for the rest of their lives too. It ain't, I mean, I, What? Really they good. they looking at trying to raise money to leave the ACC. Oh, they out of there. No, nah, uh, And you, I, the buyout is like a quarter billion dollars. I mean, I'm sorry, three quarters of a billion dollars. And the buyout is either five seventy two or seven forty two is the buyout. Oh damn. Oh well litigation. <laughs> litigation. <laughs> litigation. If, if I can't do it, I'm I'm gonna give you the first right of refusal. Hey, let me out. If not, well we, we gotta get the lawyers involved because you can't I can only do this one time. And I really oh, yeah. can't I couldn't afford to do it this one time because Florida State was just kind of getting they're getting their back. footing back at yeah, <laughs> and and the one time we get a chance to get back, y'all do this. Oh no, because you you playing, you playing with the state's money. Like you're playing like Florida State University. That is a state college. There's a lot of money been invested in this program, 
and y'all just kind of chumped us off. Nah, we we need something. We need conversation. Yeah, man. So, um, shout out to Mike Norvell for being a class act. First off, um, the the college football season is over. But to, to your point, you said it's not gonna matter because, and this is what I'll wrap up with. You said it's twelve teams. Like Kirby said, yeah, it's twelve teams. So that's six games. There are 67 bowl games. So that means you still have 61 other bowl games where everybody is going to opt out. Well, actually, as we said before last week, the bowl games are actually pretty good this year. Um, So you probably won't opt out of those, uh, but you still have to figure it out, especially if, if, if this is going to happen. Where, and I think this is really more of an outlier now I think about it because – Florida State got done so wrong that everybody on that team, like I, my initial reaction was I wouldn't play in the Orange Bowl. And they basically didn't play in the Orange Bowl. That's not a shot. That's the truth. They didn't oh, play in the Orange Bowl. You know, you go to hell as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I didn't tell people to go to hell for a lot less. This, I'll be butthurt. And I will be <laughs> inconsolable. I, if I'm Norvell, I'm telling people a lot of, Eat a bag, you know what? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm going rogue like Jameis. That's what I'm gonna tell you that I will be doing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it is what it is. We're gonna see a whole new set of problems with this 12 team uh, thing with this 12 team playoff. We already said that you're gonna end up having Liberty versus Alabama, and that's just I mean that's gonna be. Good, good, <laughs> good. Who got whooped this year? Somebody got dogged out this year. Liberty. <laughs> liberty got demoralized. Yeah, good. <laughs> liberty, liberty, liberty. Dot com. Get stomped out. And, and it, I'm, I'm happy about that. But they need that stomp out. You need to maintain. They say if terror is not maintained, you need to show them. Get out of my face. Get out of this conversation. Who was that? USF. Oh, we went undefeated. Man, come Central on Florida. in and get your ass whooped. <laughs> come on in here and get your ass whooped. You get stomped out like everybody else. We're going to put you. We're going to do you just like we do the HBCUs at March Madness. One verse 12. Lace them up. Win. <laughs> so we'll Go see, on. man. I'm looking forward to I will say I am looking forward to it. So we'll see, man. Uh, I w- uh, We'll see. Let's get to some NFL, man. So, bloody Monday, bloody Monday, bloody Monday. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) We recorded our episode. (laughs) Let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, bro. We recorded the ATL edition and talking about the Falcons and everybody needs to be fired, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not everybody, just him. That ended, we ended at 11 o'clock. At twelve oh two, I'm in my drop top. He cruising in the streets. <laughs> at twelve oh two a.m. Eastern Standard Time, it came out that Arthur Smith was fired. Let me tell you something. Closing time. <laughs> Let me tell you something. call for alcohol. <laughs> they played at one o'clock. Ended at four o'clock. Had to go back. Had to shower. Had to change. Had to go back to the hotel. Left. Flew 
left the airport at 6.30 or 7, got home at 8, which means he didn't go home. They didn't let him go home. He got back to the facility, and they had that exit interview, and they had them them Harvey bodyguards out by, instead of 5, it was 12. They said, you cannot be on the books till tomorrow at business time, at business open. You are off the books. See, I don't know about you. Have you ever been released from a job before? Yeah. College, what? Yeah, college. I was running through them jobs. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, okay. I was thinking more of like a corporate adult position. Job. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. See, I've, I've been downsized before. And they were like, hey, 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 big dog, big dog. Come on here real quick. You, you saw know, sneaky they just say, said, come on in. They don't even, at least, no. at least they didn't do them like Herm Edwards. They did Herm. They, yeah. They, they fired Herm yeah. in the end zone. <laughs> That's not funny. Hey, it hey, hey, big dog, you got a second. When they ask you, do you got a second? You are. And it's always a walk from where you are to where they're going to have this meeting. And this whole walk, this person next to you is walking. There is clear attention. They're not saying much. And they're going to say they always open the door. Then they, they tell you to go into the room first. Rule number one, don't never go in that room first. Be like, no, you go ahead. Number two, when you walk in there and say, they're going to tell you to have a seat. And they, they head at the table. When they tell you, <laughs> yep. Nah, it's going to be a desk. And you're going to be on one side. He's going to make his way on around, sit on down. He's going to have some papers in front of him. That's not how and, that, I've seen it. That's not how we do it at our company. It is. They put oh, you in oh. a room with security. There is a long desk. You're on one side. And there's a panel on the other. And the police are standing behind you. And. Oh, y'all are ill. <laughs> y'all are ill. Y'all are just. <laughs> They put, see, see, that's actually terrible because they putting you in the position to wild out and then got the police right there to pop. <laughs> <laughs> hit like that. Um, nah, that, that, that hasn't been my experience, but yeah, that's, Ooh, I think that he knew it. I think he, I think he knew it when Dennis Allen was trying to explain the whole situation at the end of the game. He was so mad. Did he he I think he knew at that point. Yeah, I'm fine. So, so yeah. So I gotta before we move on um to the other two, or I think it's three, really two. Before we move on to the other two, um I got a problem with Arthur Arthur Blank and Rich McKay. I don't know why. I'm not, I don't have a problem with them firing Arthur Smith. But they said that they, Arthur Blank, the owner of the team, and Rich McKay, the right-hand man who has no position. He only, he's just Rich McKay. Uh, well, see, he's CEO. No, he's not. Um, are going to lead the search for the next head coach. Arthur Blank is 138 years old. Rich McKay ain't didn't. We'll leave that there. You have a whole GM who put together a fantastic roster. Why not let the GM with glue and paper mache, mind you? It's not like he he, he didn't have the money that the 49ers had. He was out there. Let me use a little clay. Let me spit in my hands and then see if I can make and made a team. Made a defense. Let's be very clear. We spent the draft capital on the offense, Bijan, 
Pitts, Algier, Drake London. That defense just, hey, what can we get? What can we put together? So you have Terry Fontenot, who's done everything correctly. And as we talk about corporate America, we know what happens when you when you are a zombie employee. When you're a zombie leader in management or in leadership, the way that they fire you without firing you is take away all your responsibility and all of your reports. When, As the GM, when you take away the responsibility of me picking the head coach, that you're going to pick the head coach, then that means that head coach is no longer linked to me and can complain and say, hey, it's either him or me. Whereas if I'm the GM, it's like, well, hey, you know, this guy hired me. Uh, we're a package deal. I got you or whatever. This is foul to me. This seems like a way to get rid of Terry Fontenot without being, without having the responsibility of getting rid of Terry Fontenot. And if they hire somebody that he doesn't agree with, it sounds like, to, it looks like to me, I've seen this play out in corporate situations. They're going to use that the coach and the GM aren't getting along and they're going to fire him. And if they do that, I'm going to call a spade, a motherfucking spade. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't have the clip. I I will try to get it. Um, But that they. Atlanta is sick of Arthur Blank. And for the first time in a long time, I saw him. On the hot seat. You know, and, and I appreciate the interviewer. I don't I don't even know who said it, but he is he essentially said, Hey, over the last eleven years, we've had two playoff teams. We've had three coaches, none of them made it more than four years. At what point does you know at what point does that fall on you and, and how how are you expected to garner support from the fan base when we cont- when we perpetually are in the same situation? And he ain't really have a good answer. You know how when somebody kind of get slapped on the nose and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I appreciate that because that's a risky question to ask the guy who owns the team. I mean, you see David Tepper throwing drinks at people. So, I mean, I in, in, any response could be there. So I appreciate that brave guy for answering the question. You can tell that guy's probably a real Falcons fan. And you're right. Rich McKay and Arthur Blank. You might not case, be sir, David no Tepper. Purpose. You might not be Jim Ursay, but you are looking very incompetent. I think that they should let Terry Fontenot do his job. I think he will hire the right guy because you already have the pieces. You have all of the parts that Correct. you need. You already know what type of person you need. If they go and hire Bill Belichick, I will not watch a Falcons game next year. I'm putting that on record. We got media. It's going to be on Facebook. I'm going to make this a real. If they hire Bill Belichick, I'm probably not going to watch unless they make it to the Super Bowl. And I'm not going to watch. I hate to tell you, and we're going to, I mean, I guess we can kind of. Do you want to go there now about Wes Welker and his opinion on Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? No, 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 no. Because uh, I, I was going to okay. tie that into Vrabel. But I, w- I want to be very clear about this part. Um, Drake London, young African-American man. B. John Robinson, young African-American man. Kyle Pitts, young African-American man. A.J. Terrell, young African-American man. 
everything that we've heard about Bill Belichick since Tom Brady has left there is Tom Brady is the Patriot way and that they don't enjoy playing for Bill Belichick. We are Atlanta. And I'm going to tell you, I already feel a way that, and this has nothing to really do with it, but it's just the way I feel. We got Trey Young for the culture. Well, if I got to deal with Trey Young for the culture, do not uh, do not send me Bill Belichick. You better send me Eric Bieniemy for the culture. Um, Belichick, his time has come and gone. He's for the older guard of the NFL. I'm not. I have questions about how good of a coach he is. That's just me. But at the end of the day, you can't really dispute it because it's success. But he does not fit in this new NFL. And I do not want him as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I'll say that out of my mouth. You can clip that and put that on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Black Planet, wherever you want to put it. I mean it. And if y'all, and and I see everything talking about Belichick and maybe Harbaugh. Harbaugh is a little bit better, but Belichick is a not no, but hell no. And that'll be one of the few things that will probably will just like it'll turn Reggie. It'll probably turn me, and I think it'll you'll lose more of the fan base. Oh, uh, uh, Saints fans, hold on now, Saints fans, don't come up here talking about who that y'all trash too now. Y'all trash. We whoa, just got a trash whoa, quarterback. Whoa. No, 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 no. You ran up look. the score in what? Are you going home or no? B Mac, what's up home? though? I appreciate you t- tuning in though. Shout out to B Mac. Shout out to Baton Rouge, Southern New Orleans. We love y'all. Got family out there with school out there. But listen, we the taints are, are terrible. All on the sofa together, and you want to know what the difference between us is our quarterback didn't cost one hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> they they coach too. <laughs> yep. We gotta buy one, get one. Y'all, y'all still got that raggedy car. Y'all best, <laughs> y'all best quarterback. Y'all gonna fire because he's standing up for the team. Shout out to Jameis. Salute. Yep. But we'll be but to bring it back, man. The reason I brought up Belichick is because Belichick is saying they don't the Patriots are it seemed like they are really torn. Kraft is really torn and he needs to go ahead and rip the band-aid off. And if they get the the if the Patriots I think were trying to pull off a trade to trade for Vrabel. And the Titans could not get a good enough deal. For Mike Vrabel. So Vrabel has been fired from the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry has basically told he had a press conference after the game and told all y'all goodbye. He thanked the lunch lady. He told everybody goodbye. And Mike Vrabel is linked to two jobs. Two jobs. The Patriots, because he played there. And Ohio State. If I were him. I would probably go. I mean, the Patriots is he's a player's coach, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. If they can, I would go to the Patriots because you at least you know you gonna have job security. They ain't gonna he ain't gonna fire you. Um, I disagree there. I feel like number one, like getting the Patriots going, like teams that are trend. Like I look at teams with trends and inertia. Nothing about the Patriots right now is interesting. Nothing about the Patriots says players want to play there. And you're going to have to collect a bag of players. You don't have a quarterback. You don't, I don't think, I assume Zeke not coming back. You don't have a running back. I think Juju was your wide receiver one, which is a joke. So you don't have a wide receiver. 
You like you don't have anything other than that first round pick. And even once you draft him, you just saw what happened with Bryce Young. You're gonna, man, you better get over to the Ohio State, bro. You get over there, you can be the king of the kingdom. You're gonna get all He's of from the money. Northeast Ohio, too, ain't he? He's from up that way. Yes, that's that's his home. You better get over to where they're gonna love like Robert Kraft, you're right. You got job security and all of that, but you're gonna have to culturally like zoom that that organization into the future. And that that organization is is probably a decade behind. Let's be real here. Like you're gonna have to make it attractive for people to come to Boston. And due to the demographics of the NFL, they only going to Boston to win. Gonna be like Iowa. But I mean, the advantage of going to the Patriots is if you go, you get to start from scratch. They gonna I mean, I don't I don't even know. I would say they're going to blow it up, but they ain't got nothing. So all you got to do is throw a firecracker in there. Like, they're going to firecracker it up to get everything out of there. And you ha- you get to build the team in your image from the beginning. So that is the advantage. But we told y'all that was going to happen. That's two. That was Well, really three because Brandon Staley was fired a long time ago. Uh, no, 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 no. Actually, hold on, hold on. I got the list here. Um, there are six available positions right now. Frank Wright with the Panthers. Josh McDaniels with the Raiders, Brandon Staley with the Chargers, Falcons, Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera, and the Commanders, well, and Mike Vrabel. Right. Um, but what I yeah, I was saying, like, those three that you said at first were fired during the season. These yeah. guys were fired after he the season. He's been fired during the season, too. Hell. But we told y'all that he was a, a zombie he coach a hologram, at the beginning. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and let me help all of y'all out. If they, if they fire or they trade, 50% of your defensive line and 100% of your starting defensive ends. Let me tell you, 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 nope, not going to say nothing. Um, But if they do that, you're fired. If you don't know that you fired, and, and poor Ron, I ain't going to say poor Ron Rivera. You've had two ample opportunities. Poor Ron Rivera. With Carolina. You, what, you fumbled Cam Newton. Oh, we talk. Oh, for those that are listening, we're talking about Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera was fired from the Commanders on Monday. Go ahead. If you don't know that that he was fired, then you don't probably watch no sports. But with that said, the thing <laughs> for me is, I I felt bad because it, it sounded like he just done with football. I think he about to retire. He, he should. He's he been in football for fifty years. And yeah, and you just beat cancer, dog. Go ahead and enjoy your, you know, dude. Spend some, you know what we say here. Spend some time with your family, dog. Yeah, because coaching ain't it. I'm going to tell you that now. Right now, or, that or whole be running that. coordinator. You can be no. a good defensive coordinator, but. It's, uh, you, you can be a D, you can be a, a linebacker's coach, D-line coach. You need to be one of those. Oh. Um, Man, he put, you put you on the Brian Flores plan. Well, <laughs> not quite. But the reason I say that is the thing that's interesting about Washington is they've they've got a little bit of a decision to make too. I'm assuming they're kind of in the same position as the Falcons, really, because the Falcons only except they got offense and we got defense. They have Eric Bieniemy, who I assume when you hired him, you're not going to hear like what I got to say then. When you hired Eric Bieniemy, you knew that he was probably going to be the coach in waiting. 
or you hired him and you knew that he was going to leave after he got this co because he's co co head coach or something like that. You knew that he was going to leave. To me, this team has to figure out in this organization. Yes, Magic, you too. You got to figure out: Are you going to stick with the enemy? And if they stick with the enemy, you know they're going to try to trade up and get a quarterback, either Caleb Williams, who is from Maryland, or Jaden Daniels, or something like that. Um, or are you going to clean house? Because I think they fired their general manager too. And I mean, they got Terry McLaurin over there, and maybe Brian Robinson, who wait, I say think that his story is say that, Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, say that again. Who they got? Terry McLaurin. Oh, you think he's good? No, 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 no. I know that y'all think he's good. I, I don't think. Oh, I mean, <laughs> ain't nobody bring him up but you. <laughs> that's the guy who everybody loves. And I'd be looking like, Shh, I ain't interested in that at all. I think that. Mm-hmm. I think that Eric Bieniemy is on his way out, and I think that the reason I believe that is if you watch those play calls from that game, he put his best stuff on display. He pulled out, he he dusted off the Kansas City playbook, and all of that 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 you wanted to see the the misdirection, everything that we only believe that San Francisco has. He was like, hey, I got this too. And that's the reason I was like, oh, yeah, he might really be headed to Atlanta. He's trying to let y'all know, hey, if y'all get me Bijan and Kyle Pitts and Drake London, oh, we're going in third, we're going in 17 directions. Tackle everybody. I dare you. <laughs> so I would love to see that. Uh, but I think you're going to have to – coaching vacancies normally have to get filled a lot faster than I think some of these teams timelines are on. Follow me. What I'm saying. Justin Fields throws a monkey wrench into a lot of teams plans. The entire draft because the bears have two number one picks. Uh Oh, Chinese weather balloon. Okay. The bears have two number one picks. You have to decide. Are you going to build around Justin Fields? who would play the hell of a second half of the season? Or are you going to let him go? Cause you still have to resign him eventually. Or are you going, and then you could trade the picks or are you going to trade him and draft the mock draft? We we've seen from multiple places. This is the 33rd team uh, NFL page uh, says Caleb has Caleb Williams going number one to 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 Chicago. If Caleb Williams goes number one to Chicago, then Chicago's definitely trading a core for a quarter is trading Justin Fields. Atlanta is top of the list for Justin Fields. But look who they have us drafting here at number eight, Michael Penix Jr. This is why I say it it Justin Fields throws a lot of monkey wrenches into everything. Because if you hire a coach, and I think Atlanta is in the perfect position here. If you hire Eric Bieniemy, you can say, "I would love to go. I would love to go and get Justin Fields, but we have the number eight pick. I will also take a quarterback." There, you can go either way. Justin Fields and, and the- could turn this from quarterbacks going number one to. Why receivers going number one to trades down. 
he basically controls the top 10 of the draft. Well, not him, Chicago. Yeah. So this is, the, this is the thing here is it's not really on Washington. Washington's in a tough position because they really can't, they can trade up, but you definitely have to be concerned about, I mean, if I'm Robert Kraft and I see Caleb Williams there, I might say, Hey, I need a quarterback. Get me a quarterback. If I got to use two first to skip the line, then hell, we was going to lose next season. Any, it, we're going to lose next season. Not, anyway. uh, first off, they're not lose. They're not you talking about two first as in their third pick in the first round next year. No, I'm saying that I'm going to, yeah, I mean. That's a steep price to move up two picks. Yes, but if you don't move up, I could 100% see the Falcons saying, hey, you can get this year's first, next year's first, and, yeah, this, and maybe another, because we really just swapping positions. There, I could see the Falcons being like, hey, man. Well, the Falcons can move up because they also got a third-round pick because of Calvin Ridley hitting all his metrics for that trade. So they got another third-round oh, pick. So once that can fade yeah. Sunday, that's why you saw all these news clippings of the Falcons starting to trade up and make trades for Justin Fields or trade up to the number one because they have, like, two extra picks, which is why you should allow Terry Fontenot to cook, by the way. Yeah. Go ahead. For sure. And keep Ryan Nelson. But yeah, you can't. If I'm the Falcons, you got to make people spend your money. And that might be the name of this episode. Make you got. Oh, nah, I probably ain't because we got to keep it with the naysayers. Um, but make people spend their money. Hey, this is like kind of like what we did with Cleveland, where, hey, we're willing to pay this dude. What are y'all willing to pay to make sure that we don't get it? And we make Cleveland spend their money. And I think that overall, their hardball was a great job. They spent a lot of money, and I don't I don't end up thinking that that's just going to work out for them the way that they believe it is. And I think that this is another opportunity where we, like you said, we got some extra draft capital. Hey, Chicago. And Whatever we'll y'all want to do. We'll take fields Whatever. or we'll take the number or we'll take Caleb. Whatever y'all want to do. Whatever you don't want whatever your trash is, whatever your recycling is, put it outside by 10 p.m. We'll come by and get it. We'll come on right by y'all and get it. So that is the wrap-up of the teams in the offseason, the firings. We are now going to talk about the playoffs. Man, ain't nobody trading pits. Shut up, Sneaky. Um, although we tried to trade him this year. That's why I had fire Arthur Smith. Throwing to Johnu Smith. We'll, we'll trade Johnu. Yeah, the Renaissance here. Um, hey, why y'all why y'all playing? That's not. Hey, he got some value. It's plenty of teams that could use Johnu Smith. Um, and we they and the Patriots gave him to us. Like, hey, we don't need him. <laughs> um, wild card. So playoffs are set. Houston versus Cleveland. Tampa Bay versus Philly. Detroit, L.A., Dallas, Green Bay, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Miami. Let me tell y'all. The script writers 
had they golden pin out this year, had they golden pin out, you get Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City. You get Matt Stafford going back to Detroit. You get Mike Holmgren. No, not Mike Holmgren. What's Dallas coach? He almost made me give you the finger. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy going back to Green Bay. You have Cleveland, the number, probably the number two defense in the league, I want to say, behind Baltimore. Travesty what happened to the AFC North. Travesty. Uh, behind Baltimore, um, you have Houston playing the number two defense with the possibility if Cleveland were to beat Houston to play Baltimore, which who they already beat this year. This is one of the best on paper, one of the best playoff appearance playoff brackets I've seen in a long time. Too many stories. Did you freeze? I nah, I'm I'm trying to compute it all in my head at one time. I don't have the this is it's gonna be interesting. Especially because you got Flacco playing for Cleveland, not even Deshaun Watson. Miami Who then could win team. and go back to Baltimore. Miami can't beat a good team. Kansas City just looked like they didn't run out of gas. Hey, uh, Josh Allen, you better beat whatever quarterback that the Pittsburgh Steelers roll out there. I'm going to tell you that. Because Stephon Diggs is about to shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eagles. 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 We're going to get to y'all here in a little bit. <laughs> and Jared Goff, this is your moment. This is your moment in the sun. I forgot about they Jared They traded Goff. you. From they traded you. They traded you. They traded you. And they... And I don't think I'm a firm believer. He's the Anthony Davis of, of the NFL for me. They didn't need to trade him to win the championship. They got to a championship. They probably just needed one more good run at it um, with a couple players, and they could have really made – they could have won the championship. If this is your time to stick it to the Rams, let them have it. And then Jordan Love. If you get them Cowboys out of here, boy, let me tell you, boy, if them Cowboys lose, if them Cowboys lose. They, they got an offense, and they got LaFleur, and they can play. And they got it now. You, quietly, they got Jordan Love, let me tell you, if you win this game, people will leave you the hell alone. Hell alone. The hell alone. And you will force their hand to make you go get another, like, make – you could make them go get a receiver. You could do the one thing the Aaron Rodgers could not do is, hey, I beat the Cowboys. Go get me a receiver right now. They're the youngest roster in the. They're the youngest roster in the playoffs. They are the second youngest roster in the league. They don't. They have all the young receivers. They all of their receivers are young. No, 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 no. I don't want none of them. I want. I want. One of them. I want one of these guys out of this draft. This draft has so many good receivers. You can get your guy. Christian Watson, cool enough. No, I want my guy. Like, everybody else has their guy. I feel like if you're a quarterback now and you don't have your man, tell the team they can go to hell. Damn, Jalen Hurts got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Baker got Mike Evans. Uh, Cowboys. Oh, dad got C.D. Pitt just need a quarterback. 
Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs. Tua got the whole damn squad. KC, y'all know y'all better get it. Y'all better get one. <laughs> Cleveland, y'all got Amari, and then Houston got Tank Dell, Nico Collins. They got him. And, oh, and Mechie. So yeah, this is your Jordan Love. Go get you a wide receiver, man. Do it for yourself. Do it. Do it for your for for your career and for your future. And we'll be back on Sunday morning, not Saturday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. To pick the games. We're probably going to have to start at about 11 instead of, or maybe even 1030 because the games start so early. Um, And they also play on Saturday too. So I don't know how we'll do that, but um, I'm excited for these. This is, I'm I'm legit excited for these playoffs because of all the storylines. You know who else is excited? My man, Michael Irvin. My man, Michael Irvin, is laying on the desk right here doing shotguns of beer, talking about I need to get rid of my uh, – I need to get rid of my uh, uh, hiccups. <laughs> and let, let me be very clear, y'all. You know, we, we've talked somehow about the workplace damn near the whole podcast today. Um, but this, <laughs> everything here in this next little – Blurb will be about workplace toxicity. Now, y'all can try to convince me that that's water all you want to. But I have drank enough beer out of a funnel to know this is the turn up. And OG Irv is no stranger to whatever your vice may or may not be. It is and it is, this man. is the best part about podcasts. All you got to do is hit that. And look 15 seconds back, 15 seconds back, and you'll get the joke. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, man. So workplace toxicity, man. Um, That's why yeah. Reggie's slid right. <laughs> it's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> we can do the electric slide. Um, yeah, but Michael Irvin, man, he, was, he had the hiccups. I think he was celebrating. Because C.D. Lamb is doing the 88 right out there. Um, it's kind of like college. So, uh, But in other workplace toxicity, probably the most toxic environment right now, uh, the Broncos, it has now come out that the team actually backed Russ and said they were pissed for Russ. They were pissed for Russ and a pissed for a lot of us in general. Because they were on, they were teetering on making the playoffs. And then when they decided to do this, this is the same thing that happened to Matt Ryan. They decided to bench him, and they ended up not making the playoffs. The old Rochambeau. So, um, <laughs> and I kind of, I, I kind of talked about this in the last episode. That's a word I reiterated. Long time. That that Denver essentially is going to have to pay a tax for this. Russell Wilson, whatever you feel about him, like or dislike, run the ball, pass the ball at the end of that Super Bowl, he is a he's a future Hall of Famer. Yep. And all you've seen Sean Payton do is try to do his damnedest to exert dominance over this guy. And I mean, yeah, you've heard conflicting reports about who Russ is between what you heard from Marshawn Lynch and other players, you know, Richard Sherman, etc. But he's still the quarterback of the team, and quarterbacks get preferential treatment. So 
if you're a free agent and you see what Sean Payton is doing, and Sean Payton since day one has tried to make it very, very clear that I I am the, the head honcho. I run this team. Nobody else does. And basically, they believe that if, if you're going to be a free agent, they're going to tax them for it. If I have to go up here and I have to deal with this guy being an asshole to me, then you have to pay me more money. And that's the reason you got to be careful how you treat these players in 2023 because the message is going to get around and then they're going to tell people, man, no, that dude's an asshole. He's rude. He's disrespectful. You saw it, you know, you seen him try to, you know, get his, you know, do whatever against Russ on the sideline, like really chump him off. And they're not stupid. And if they go there, they're going to want that money. And Denver, y'all y'all gave him this control, and y'all going to have to deal with it. So, Pony up, uh, Walton family. So, the thing about Russ is whether the rumors are true and you like him or not, don't matter. And not all the time. Yes, the quarterback is the, is the head of the team, is basically an extension of the head coach. But let me tell you what don't matter about position, that contract. Whoever gets has the largest contract on the team gets preferential treatment. Let me tell you who gets preferential treatment in Pittsburgh. Not none of the quarterbacks. It's TJ Watt. Let me tell yep. you it. So let me tell you who gets preferential treatment in, in the Jets. It's not Zachary Taylor Thomas. It's Aaron Rodgers and Quentin Williams. And 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 Sauce. Sauce gonna get the love. Yeah, not yet. They just I'm talking about I'm talking about follow the money. The money goes to Quentin Williams. When you decided to pay Russ this money, you decided to give him preferential treatment. No matter what you decide, whatever Sean Payton says, if you run in that organization, you have to be like, hey, Sean Payton, um, you 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 know this you is your quarterback. yourself accordingly. Yeah, you got yeah. you got to treat him with some respect. Like, and and that's the reason that. Certain guys like to stay in college, and that's a certain reason that certain people like to stay in Correct, the pros. Sneaky. You don't make the most money on this team. So as a professional NFL coach, I mean, as an NFL coach, sometimes you got to do what we call shutting the hell up. And, and you not, you know, you trying to exert this dominance is not going to endear good players to want to come there. And if they do, they're going to want your money. Good luck. Like I said before, if I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a mass exodus out of out of Denver. Because if they're gonna do this to Russ, who don't say nothing, what you think they're gonna do to, to Judy oh, and Sertain and all them? I just I want I want fifteen to twenty percent more now. I'll go to work. It, pay it. But if I have to work with this guy, you're gonna pay me more money, or I know that my value on the free agency market. It's true to roof. Yep, yep, yep. So we're we're gonna follow Denver this offseason. We're gonna follow everything this offseason, but we know that this offseason with Denver is gonna be very, very interesting because they don't have a quarterback anymore. As of no, 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 no. Okay, so wait, this is the thing. There was a report that came out here a couple hours ago that they've left the door open for him to return in 2024, and I'm like, duh. I don't know what y'all. I don't know what y'all. Which, if y'all understand what an open door is, but you don't slam a, the door in somebody's face and be like, hey, the door is open for you to come back. My wife is Sierra, and I'm rich. I ain't got to do nothing. 
No, not interested in Russ. It's not that he's a bad quarterback. He played excellent the second half of the season, really probably last two-thirds of the season. He no, just no, don't no. fit our timeline. The but, chat, the chat, the question was in the chat, would, would, would the Falcons take Russ? Um, the no, Steelers would. I, if the I were the Steelers, I mean, he kind of does fit our timeline. I mean, everybody else is good. Everybody else is good. It's just you have to – and we only have to pay him a million dollars. Now, remember, Denver has to pay 38 of the 39 guaranteed money if they cut him. Yeah, true. And they got they have to pay that money. So I think you get him for a year. The Steelers is the right place. Minnesota, who's now probably going to be on the short end of the stick when it comes to quarterbacks. I assume that Caleb is done. Drake May is done. Jaden Daniels is done. Michael Penix is done. I mean, what's left? They're a team that's, that's probably ready. So yeah, like I said, we're gonna follow Russ and see where he goes. I hope he. I you. Know, I wish him well. And you know, I don't like Sean Payton. I wish him nothing but pain and strife uh, for the rest of his days. So football days. You know, I don't personally. You know, I don't do none of that personal stuff. But as a coach, hey, I tell hope you, you need to terrible. stop. You need to stop chumping people off if you want people to to come work with you, though. Yeah. Oh, you know what, Minnesota and Bo Nix. I'm not even entertaining Bo Nix. Um, so moving no, on. No, but to I'm the saying pace. if you, I mean, Bo Nix is that team. I mean, at that point, that team about the same age. Bo Nix is the same age as uh Justin Jefferson. All the quarterbacks are old. All the quarterbacks, most of them are older coming out. Um, but but moving on, um, <laughs> more workplace toxicity. Uh, Wes Welker said, oh, no, I'm sorry, Danny Amendola said about the Patriots way. Uh, wait, 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 didn't they have somebody else? That Danny Amendola, Wes Welker. There was one more person they had. Uh, that was little, little Anglo-Saxon. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the New England Patriots, the dynasty called the New England Patriots documentary premieres on Apple TV on February 16th. And Danny Amendola said, we worked for Bill, but we played for Tom. Meaning Bill was the boss and everybody's been in that regulate them to purgatory. Why don't you, uh, everybody's been in a workplace environment where there's management and then your supervisor, you work for me or you, there's supervisor or I say supervisor and team lead. You work for your supervisor, but you, 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 you put in effort for your team lead. It's kind of the same thing as what he's saying. Julian Bill, Edelman is the other guy who you talk Julian, about. I told you. Uh, what, and return man, slot receiver, former former quarterback. Anglo-Saxon. That's all you got to do. And with Tom Brady, all they did was take the the other. I Wait, don't, hold on, hold on. So y'all give Tom Brady the credit for Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, and Danny Amendola. But I say the same thing about Sean McVay and Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, and then it's like, oh nah. You think Puka Nakua is as you think Danny Amendola is better than Puka Nakua? I think and if you, I think that he, I think that all of those guys and, have been schemed and, and open. Wayne Corbett, I think Wayne Corbett went from the Jets to the Patriots. No too. man, 
Nah, <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he got concussed. They put him out of there. Austin no, Kali. They all the same. Austin Kali. No, he got concussed Kyron, too. Kyron Williams. All of those guys. Like, I think they're good enough players. But no, I think it's mostly the fact that McVay. But we can have that discussion on a different day. Oh, Danny Woodhead. I forgot. Yeah. Touchdown time. But yeah, the, the overarching thing is, is they worked for Bill, but you played for Tom. Nobody likes Bill Belichick, and we're not in the NFL of the 1980s where players shut up. Now you have to be likable, and nobody. You know who I really liken uh, Bill Belichick to? It's Coach Joe Taylor. Championship after championship, winning season after winning season, successful player after successful player. But I just you just don't hear players say that they enjoyed playing football on his team. You won. I mean, yeah, Joe That's T what did you got to enjoy. He did Falk wrong. Falk scored a touchdown and hopped after the year that he crossed, and he never saw the field again, ever. Amen. And he was the number one wide receiver who was supposed to go to the league. I'm sorry, number two, because we had Jerome Mathis. Number, number two wide receiver was supposed to go to the league. But, he still got to yeah. try it with the Eagles. But Woo! At the he has played for time, too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Tear it up. Tear it up. But uh, yeah, I, that's also <laughs> the same reason I do not want Bill Belichick in Atlanta. If if your former players who have no reason to lie or you know even let's realistically even if like even if you work with a person and it wasn't great, if we don't work together anymore, I'm probably not going to say anything that could be perceived negative. I would just kind of leave it where it is. This is this is a clear shot. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes people don't mince words, man. Sometimes people get right to the point. Just like this New York Giants beat writer who decided to ask Daniel Jones what, how he feels. He basically said, do you think the Giants should take a quarterback early in the draft? You asked the newly signed starting quarterback, should, you, should the Giants draft your replacement? And Daniel Jones basically said, you know, I'm confident in myself. Uh, I'm very confident they're going to do whatever they decide to do. Blase, blase, blah. Sometimes it's a disadvantage to be white. This is what I mean. You ain't going to ask no Russell Westbrook this question. You ain't going to ask nobody yes, that has will, a clear... You ain't gonna we ask a, nobody. We got a famous meme from you asking mm. Russ stupid questions. And and Russ gonna give you, and that's what I'm saying. He's gonna give Daniel Jones had to give the PC correct answer because that is his image. No, I, on the other hand, would have been like, boy, what? Do you think that we should hire? And I would I'd be go right down the list. I'd chump somebody off. If you ask me, should that should they hire? Do you think that your person should hire your replacement you should have asked you should have let james answer for, for him <laughs> what do you think okay <laughs> how do you feel <laughs> you Yo, tell me james is cooking that reporter ass boy he said oh so you mad with the team it's a team decision you're not mad with me <laughs> but pl please play this clip and if you're a fan of the office the, the closest thing i can tell you that this is this is like when they <laughs> cut you do? to Jim. <laughs> when they cut to Jim, and Jim's like, ah, what was that movie? I think it was a movie office where they was like, hey, so what do you do? Oh, I move. 
this stack of papers from the third floor to this oh, stack on uh, the no, second no, no, floor. No, 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 Gosh, the one with the swing line, um, staple. <laughs> I know exactly what movie you're talking about. Office Space, Office Space. Office, office space. space. Yeah, that's basically what yeah. they asked. But here we go. We're going to play it real quick. Take a quarterback early in the draft, or do you think it's your job and, you know, they could look elsewhere to help you as a quarterback? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm confident in myself. I'm confident in my abilities, and, um, yeah. Do you think this Let me tell you something. That little laugh <laughs> means he went home and punched the wall. I probably didn't go home. No, <laughs> I see. This is this is the reason that I really appreciate Jameis, because that that reporter tried to humble Jameis. He tried to do his damnedest to make Jameis kind of like change his mind or his opinion, and. If I'm Daniel Jones, I'm asking him, hey, do you think that your job should hire another reporter to ask me better questions? <laughs> and then I'm going to slow blink you to fucking death. <laughs> no, I want you to answer the question. Do you think your job should hire a better reporter who can ask more intelligent questions? Please answer. Go. <laughs> you got to start, hey, if these people are going to disturb your peace in 2024, disturb their peace until they leave you the hell alone. Yep. 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 Uh, we got a couple things. We're going to skip a couple things, but we're going to talk about a couple things. But what we're not going to skip is the four. <laughs> now, be safe, Norwood. This is the four full-time Black head coaches in the playoffs. You have D'Amico Ryan. Are full time? <laughs> Are they they head they full time head coaches? Is what you're saying? Uh, don't you hot? <laughs> I mean, you got D'Amico Ryan. <laughs> yep, one. Mike Tomlinson. Two. <laughs> Todd Bowles. Three. And Triple M. Y'all good at fractions or no? <laughs> oh. And and the reason the reason I'm saying that is because he made it very clear. Yep. To fractions. <laughs> we don't put oh if you're not a whole number, we're Lord not Jesus. gonna put you with the whole numbers. We're gonna put you Lord with the fractions. <laughs> Are you an improper or proper fraction? Whatever it is, we can figure it out, but we need to we we need to know. <laughs> Shout out to the black coaches that made it to the to head coaches that made it to the uh <laughs> that made it to the playoffs, man. Um I hope none of you guys get eliminated in the first round. Um but well, I don't know. And make D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year. Yeah. I mean, but I mean Kevin Stefanski ain't got no quarterback over there. <laughs> and went eleven. He got five. a whole team though. D'Amico Ryan's then came team. in there. He like, he like instant hand sanitizer. Ninety nine percent. He didn't got rid of all the germs in there. He didn't eliminate the racism. He didn't. He didn't eliminate <laughs> the African American coach churn of Lovey Smith and David Tully. He didn't eliminate the fact that the Houston Texans, Houston Texans helped hide Deshaun Watson's, um, you know. 
rubbing freaky tongue. sessions, whatever it was, he has cleaned <laughs> that up. He the city is behind him, and not in the same way that the city was behind Deshaun Watson, if you will. I could not right. make that joke. <laughs> it's just right there. You put the joke by the rear. What did you expect me to do? That's my job. And what can't William say? I'm here to entertain. <laughs> so, uh, uh, man, the black coaches are in the playoffs. Um, shout out to the Ravens. The Ravens ended with the triple crown. Uh, of course, you know, they got to buy. They're the number one team. Uh, you got Jim Harbaugh won the national championship with Michigan. The dad won the Division II national championship. And the Ravens, John Harbaugh already has a Super Bowl. It looks like he's poised to win another one because that defense got the triple crown. Uh, they led the league in every statistical, major statistical category. Uh, they were first in sacks, first in points per game, first in takeaways. Uh, the first team in history to lead all three major categories. Um, and I feel like sometimes the Ravens are the only team that just has common sense. They have common sense. It's it's funny how some people look like geniuses when all they're doing is they're doing, operating with common sense. Lamar Jackson dropped to number 32, and they traded in to get him. Roquan Smith, Chicago was just getting that. They were just basically changing up, giving up. So they got him on a bargain deal. Stupid. Um, Stupid. Who else? Kyle Hamilton was supposed to be a top five pick, and somebody started a rumor about his injuries, and he dropped to number 18, I want to say, 14. And they got Kyle Hamilton, and he's already a top five safety in the league. Already. Absolutely. The Ravens are one of the best-run organizations. Norwood likes to troll Josh by not talking about him, but... No, 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 no. Their defense is spectacular. You know how I feel about Kyle Hamilton. That's the guy who I went into the draft like, hey, this is the guy we got to get. You know how I feel about Queen. You know how I feel about Roquan Smith. The defense is spectacular. I just don't trust the wide receiver core. You know, um... Zay Jones, I think he's coming along. I think that in the whole scheme of things, he probably caps out as like a good wide receiver too. OBJ, I've admitted, is a wild card. When healthy, he's a very good football player. But unfortunately, oh, he hasn't played enough over the last, hell, now four or five seasons to be consistent. You got to think at the end of the day, OBJ is not going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-mm. And he's had the talent he's more talent he's he's shown the talent more than a lot of guys who are going to end up hall of famers just because he's been he's not been healthy so like it's not a troll for me i respect this team but i know that you gotta you gotta really be you gotta be a different type of defense to win a championship these days now i will say this has been the year of the defense this has been the i think one of the best defensive years in nfl history um as of late Yep, 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 yep. Um, on the flip side of that, there are two teams that basically collapsed in the entire at the end of the season. This one team didn't win enough at the beginning of the season to save their season, and the other team did. The team that won enough at the beginning, I think they ended up 
uh, ten and one were the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles lost to the Giants, were blown out to the by the Giants, and they had a chance. To, and this was a meaningful game to get to the number two seed. Then, before that, they had lost to the Cardinals. Hmm, Dallas Cowboys fan in here going off. Uh, I. I thought the Eagles were going to be a sure win to make it at least to the divisional round. I don't know if they can beat Tampa Bay, man. I ain't too sure. In Tampa, you can't, it's going to be difficult. You can't can't lose to Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. Like, Tampa Bay kind of fell into this situation. They weren't supposed to win the NFC South. You know, I told y'all, like, nope. Baker, this was supposed to be Baker's end game. He was supposed to go to Tampa. They were supposed to fall off a cliff. And then he was supposed to be, you know, remediated to a backup role for the rest of his career. And he didn't. He went right over there and said, hey, man, let's try to win some games. And now they've won the NFC South. You can't lose to this. If you lose and y'all go one and six to end the season, you get put out in the first round specifically after y'all spent all that money on Jalen Hurts, somebody is going to get fired. And I'm going to tell you what it's really going to look like. It's going to look like other Coach of the Year candidate, Shane Steichen, was the guy who had this thing going together. I mean, I mean, all the Eagles fans we know have said that from jump. When they, Shane Steichen left, they was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so right. uh, uh, the Eagles – and like I said before, y'all don't believe me because the money is gonna is is flowing too much in in um the NFL. But we're gonna see an end of these two hundred and something million dollar contracts. We're gonna see whenever somebody gonna say no. Because you you now have two. You have two players that have two hundred and fifty million three three players with two hundred and something million dollars guaranteed that either the team is trying to move on from is hurt or is it not a return on the investment yet? Kyler. Sorry. When he, he's not two fifty, So I wasn't thinking about Kyler. I was thinking about <laughs> the bra. I was thinking about Russell. I was thinking about Deshaun Woo. and I was thinking about Jalen. J- my money up. Now I can't re up. <laughs> Quote to Walker. Yep. So you got that interesting tidbit. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen uh, with the Eagles, but I, like I said, I'm, there's a lot of storylines in this playoffs. The script writers is, is writing, um, but there's some stories outside of the playoffs too. Speaking of, he is who we thought he was, and we, I mean Norwood. Norwood has called this guy a pumpkin for three years. Really? Yeah, three years. Since his rookie. Well, not two years, because nobody really talked about his rookie year because what his name was yeah, so hurt. bad. N- not even hurt. Yeah. Urban Meyer was there. But You're right, the Jaguars Urban. had a four-game lead in the division, a three-game lead in the division, and lost and ended up not making it to the lead, to the playoffs. And... What's his name? Trevor Lawrence, Sunshine, had one of the worst games we've seen in a long time. 
he actually missed the throw. He looked like Desmond Ritter out there. He missed the throw that would that sealed the game for the Titans. And this this is a Titans team that is about to be. Just they just got rid of the respect. coach and Derrick Henry out of there. And, and, and you got Ryan Scammerhill playing what I assume to be his last game as a Titan. You yeah, you didn't get beat by their their young, you know, new quarterback. Levis wasn't playing. You yeah. got beat by a team that was already whooped. And that's the reason I'm gonna continue. Like this to, this to me is the more interesting story here is how much money do you spend? on a guy who's basically been as good as Daniel Dimes. But the difference is, is he's always been the number one quarterback at every, since he was, where seventh was he? Grade. He was in Lawrenceville. Carter's Lawrenceville Ville. to Clemson. Cartersville, seventh grade. Cartersville, Cartersville. You're right. Cartersville to Clemson, Clemson to Jacksonville. He has, this, this loss Proved everything that I already knew, but I think that people, I don't, but nobody said anything. So it's interesting when we all see it, but nobody says, what do we pay you? Because you, you don't, you can't be in the same category as like what L- Lamar and those guys are getting paid or, or so uh, that's, Patrick Mahomes. That was my point. That, this, that's what makes it tricky. It's not the contract and what you pay him that makes it tricky because you theoretically could get off by paying him Daniel Dimes money, but he's and offering it to him and he's not going to take it or somebody else is going to take a flyer, but you end up saving the money. But the tricky part is if you franchise him, you got to pay him like $38 million. No, 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 no. But this is the other part. The Giants paid Daniel Dimes, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones money. They're not going to see the return on investment at that price. That's an overpay. And th- and if you look at the stats, they damn near the same. So how are you going to tell me that I need to pay him what Daniel Jones got paid and I see that Daniel Jones is an overpay and that's, and that's attempting to be conservative? And hell no. Well, you uh, you can't pay Trevor Lawrence less. You're not your his reputation not gonna allow you to pay him less. So and that's but, the reason. But the, that's what I love about the hold on, hold on. This is what I love about these situations is there has to be a tough decision that has to be made, and the obvious decision is a bad decision. Will a team, which is at the end of the day a company, make a bad decision? And I want to see it. Same thing that I'm interested about the Patriots. I gotta see you fire. Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, that's an uncomfortable place for you to be in. And you got to make a very tough decision. And that's what I love. So now, like I said, the tricky part is you you can't you can't franchise them. And because if you franchise them, you are kicking the can down the road. But you're going to be in unless he has you're now playing with fire because he could then. We've seen players playing contract years. He's going to turn into Kirk Cousins. He's going to play a great contract year you're gonna have to pay him three years 130 million guarantee or four years he gonna get that and it's gonna keep happening over and over and you said Kirk Cousins for him Kirk Cousins might be the best idea to go just three year 85 million me out every three years give me 85 million guaranteed and I'm out that might be the best thing to do or 90 that might be the best thing to do for him but we gonna see though let me ask you a question let me ask you a question let me ask you a question it's not on on the script anywhere if he come to the Falcons 
would you know? Hell no, I don't want that ghetto around my organization. I want, I told you what I want Eric Bianami, Michael Penix, or Jaden Daniels. If you're the Vikings, if you're the Vikings, Kirk Cousins still got one more year with the Vikings, or is he a free agent? No, he's a free agent. That's why I was so devastating. He tore his Achilles. Damn, because I was going to say, you might be like, I think that. Do you consider if you're Minnesota, hey, give me Trevor Lawrence, I'll give you Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins would be a good fit in Jacksonville. And then maybe with Justin Jefferson and Trevor Lawrence, you or, might have something. Or, or you wait on Denver and you go get Russ. Yeah, I mean, fair. So do you trade Trevor Lawrence for Russell Wilson? You wouldn't Who trade says him. No. You can't trade him. You can't trade him for Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson makes too much money on his current contract. You'd have to wait for him to get cut. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. You'd have to wait for him to get cut so that they would pay $38 million and then you could sign him for a million dollars. And then if you decide to renegotiate and, and go for an extension after that. But if you trade him, his contract is still valid, which the kicker starts next year. He hasn't started his five-year, $260 million extension yet. That starts next year. Can you trade? That's $50 million. You That's five players. That's, that's four players you'd have to trade. They got everybody. So what I'm saying is, hey, Russ, can we renegotiate this contract? We get you out of Denver. We got Calvin Ridley. We got um, we got Etienne. Um, we Evan got Christian Ingram. Kirk, Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram, and, and we gotta, get you away from, and we get you the hell away from Sean Payton, and we got a hell of a defense, and we got a defense. Would you be interested in renegotiating and coming to Jacksonville, which is a lot warmer, and it's a lot closer to where your lady is from? It's right around the corner, honestly. Jacksonville to Atlanta is not very far at all. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're not the 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 overlying the underlying question is for all of these scenarios is what do you do with Trevor Lawrence? If you could get a and second that, round pick, that gives from Sean Trevor Payton Lawrence, a young guy like you. He can't. You can't. Uh, Russell Wilson. If you, you if you you can't trade him, you'd have to wait for them to cut, sign Russell, and then trade Trevor Lawrence to the Broncos. Is how that would have to work. And oh, when I'm not trading him to the Broncos, then I'm not. Well, you trade him for picks. If you get Russell and you sign Russell, you'd have to trade Trevor Lawrence for picks. That's what you would do, which I think yeah, they already I'm, traded I, a lot of their picks for Russell Wilson, if I'm not mistaken, to Seattle. Yeah, I'm trade. I'm trading to somebody who's pick heavy. I'm I'm. Um... At the end of the day, I'm going to say this. I don't trust Trevor Lawrence as far as I can throw him. I think he's gas station sushi. He he doesn't really do anything <laughs> super impressive to me. He doesn't have – he doesn't look like Joey Burrows. He doesn't look like Mahomes. Hell, he don't even look like Kyler or Justin Herbert. You, now you drop it too far to me. You drop it into the realm of regulars. <laughs> we going to see, man. We going to see. Uh, and a little bit to we go. I'm gonna end the I'm executive decision. I'm ending the football segment. Shout out to Justin Fields. He basically said goodbye to Chicago. Um, yeah. The the Colts running back 
Tyler Goodson was so hurt. Uh, I'm not, I don't really want to hear him talk about it. He's basically sad. He, He was about to cry in the off season in the in the locker room on fourth and one if the Colts had won this game because the Jaguars had lost the Colts would have made the playoffs um he dropped the pass and went on fourth and one and he was hurt and the Texans ended up winning the game winning the division and the Colts go home and he basically takes the blame for it even though Gardner Minshew threw it behind him even though, no, even though Gardner Minshew threw it behind him, even though he missed all of that stuff, even though it was a bad throw, he takes the blame for it because he said it touched my hands, which that's what you're taught in, from peewee on. If if the ball touched your hands, you should try to catch it. You should catch it. That's um, tough to watch. But it's tough, man. It's tough for Tyler Goodson, man. So we want to send condolences to, Ty, to Tyler Goodson. And also – for coach of the year, Shane Steichen, I understand you want to be coach of the year, but I don't know why you ain't had Jonathan Taylor in there. On fourth and one for the fourth, on fourth in the season, you don't have the best player on your team on the field. That's tough. That's tough. That's that's that that takes a lot this, of explaining. You're right. This is an unfortunate situation, but at the end of the day, I want to be clear: you guys weren't playing for a Super Bowl. So what you can do from this, and this is one thing that I do like about McDaniel. Is he's like, hey man, where did where this loss? Learn from it, remember this feeling, and then let's not have it happen again. Exactly. Same thing here. You're a young team. You had you had no business being in this game. You know you lost your fourth fourth pick, Anthony Richardson. You out there with Gardner Minshew. You've made him into basically the new Baker. You got. He 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 deserves a chance to at least be a QB one, and he's gonna probably get that chance. So just learn from it, move forward, and be a better team next year for it. And that AFC South between CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, oh boy, we got a show. We got a show down there. Trevor Lawrence, you the odd man out while you playing. <laughs> um, I and of course a little bit of irony in that game. That is kind of a. Since the Andrew Luck years, that has now been a a budding rivalry is the Colts and Texans. Um, last year, the Texans beat the Colts in week 18, causing them to drop from number one to number two, um, which they used to pick C.J. Stroud because the Panthers are dumb. And not because they picked and Bryce remember, Young, but the reason because they, they were, picked Bryce Young. Is they were mad with Lovey for winning that game. They were like, oh, I can't believe you went out and won that game and dropped. Hey, I'm here to win football games. And then they and then they also traded back up and got Will Anderson Jr., who looks like to be the defensive rookie of the year. And then they're the gonna Texans get offensive defense uh, player of the year. I mean, offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. Possibly coach of the year. And then this year, the Texans beat the Colts in week 18 to clinch a playoff berth with the number two overall pick leading the way. That. I don't really think that's much irony for them, but I'm just, it is irony because you use the same pick that you were relegated to to beat them. But if CJ Stroud was their man, they were going to get him at one anyway. So um, the Texans, man, I am thoroughly impressed with what they've done. And 
and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, with that being said, we are going to take two minutes. Then we're going to come back to basketball. We don't have a lot to talk about, but we do have. We're really going to talk about Spo, Ja, and the Warriors. That's it. And then we'll be right back yep. and we'll round it all out. Y'all stay tuned. Uh, episode 135 of the Splash Cast, Burning That Midnight Oil. We'll be right back. Appreciate y'all. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, for our final segment of episode 135 of the Splash Cast. Monday Night Raw doing it on a Tuesday. Uh, our basketball segment. News around the league. Got a, got three things we're talking about today. Three. Um, One just came in. We talked about it during the pregame. Eric Spolstra signs an extension with the Miami Heat which looks like it will probably round out his career. Um, I think, he, well, I mean, he's kind of young. Uh, yeah, he, no, hell no. He gonna, this eight years, watch and see. He going he gonna to re-up. Next he one, signed one. eight years, $120 million plus, $120, mil, 120 million plus million contract extension, which means it's over $120 million. Um to be the coach of the Miami Heat. I like this because this is Heat culture. There. You got your guy. You've identified your guy. He's your guy. You're not looking like, yeah. He's, he's a part of the lexicon. And he's rocking with y'all. So, yeah, go ahead and pay him. Pay him now. It. He's only going to get exponentially more expensive. Mm-hmm. And once y'all get rid of Kyle Lowry, y'all back on it because Jaime Jaquez is it. As soon as y'all can move that $40 million and get rid of Kyle Lowry, you back at it. You right back at it. Yep, yep, yep. So congrats to Spo, uh, the Heat of the Class organization, and they take care of their players and their coaches when they like you. So congrats to him, man. All the way up from a videographer to eight years, $120 million. Yeah. On the other side, Ja will undergo season-ending surgery following a tear, a torn labrum in his shoulder. Uh, ja just came back, and they immediately went 4-0 when he came back. Um, and he looked like he was him, as he calls himself. I'm him, Himothy. Well... This is something that a lot of people were nervous about because we've seen Allen Iverson is somebody his size who is a high flyer who goes to the basket with reckless abandon getting hurt. Um, hindsight, they also won tonight without Ja over Dallas. Beat him handily. Uh, but I, I do feel bad for Jado. I definitely feel bad for Josh, especially like as a guy who, you know, you did whatever you did, you know, that kind of part is what it is, but Mm -hmm. we believe in redemption stories. We believe in you getting another try, all of that, man. We like, just because you make a mistake doesn't mean you have to be, you know, you have to live in that mistake. But for me, this is an opportunity for 
Memphis to do a couple things here. Desmond Bain is getting paid a ton of money. You need to see how good he can be. I think he's upward of $35, $40 million, if I remember correctly. Uh, he well, bought we out need, tonight. He ain't, yeah, you're right. He ain't cheap. And I need, I need, you know, the same way that if Jason Tatum is out, hey, I need to understand what you're capable of and how good you can be. We don't pack in the season just because five years, $207 million. Yeah, I need I, I need you I need to figure out what I got in this dude. Or I mean, because this contract is an escalating contract. Now you assume that the asset will get better, but yeah, it's 34 million, 36 million, 39 million, 42 million at the end of 2028. He's a $44 million player. You either I need to identify he is a legitimate future facing player for this team. Or you need to move him before this contract escalates. Uh, I think they're going to use we, the way the NBA salary cap is set up. You can have two or three stars, really two. Yes, but my, my concern with Desmond Bain is I don't think he's a good enough Robin, and. I mean, I think that I think that this is John Morant and Jaron Jackson's team. And I feel like, you know, people need shooting. You could move him at I mean, he's getting paid three million this year. Next year he's getting paid thirty four million. You might be able to move him if if you're gonna have a chance to move him, you're gonna have to move him at thirty four million. Every year it's gonna go up and it's gonna get more and more difficult to move him. Yeah. Um I mean, they, I, they you kind of put yourself in a win now situation because eventually you're gonna have to break them three up. Um, I think they already re-signed Jaron Jackson Jr. and I think they already re-signed Ja, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, that's their big three. Uh, and that's then a, a three. And then you, you, I mean, he's the shooter. He's a defensive I, player. He's, uh, I, he's a good Robin. I don't know if 207 million dollars is is what I would pay Robin. But, I mean, I mean that's what Robins get paid these days. That's what Boston about. I mean, Boston about to do the same thing. If you think wait hold that on. Jason Tatum is about to take less money than Jalen Brown, you are sadly mistaken. Do you trade Dejounte Murray for Desmond Bain at two hundred seven million dollars? No, he's six six and he can shoot like. And he's not ball dominant. He'd make he'd make more than Trey. Two hundred and seven no, million dollars? No, no, no. Trey, Trey's contract is no. He's not even available for the because because Trey was an all star. He can't get Trey money. Five years, two hundred seven million dollars is forty plus million dollars a year. Oh well, I mean, he Trey gets paid a little bit more. Five years, two hundred fifteen million. Desmond Bain, ooh, Lord. Desmond Bain to Trey Young. As much as I don't love Trey, I definitely don't want Desmond Bain at Trey at Trey money. LeBron out here just thinking he's 21. He's struggling with he's struggling with this this Raptors team now. <laughs> well, the Raptors are good now. Well, yeah. Um, but not to bury the lead. Shout out to Ja. 
I hope you get well soon. Um, Keep your head on straight, bro. Please do not go out there and do nothing dumb. Um, You got a bright future. Know whose future isn't bright? Oh, I disagree there. These warriors, this warriors organization is... Oh, the Warriors organization feature might. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. Might be the 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 Warriors are are in. We thought that they would. The end normally comes at a terrible time, and it goes. You normally don't fall off a cliff. You normally break up something, and you try. The Warriors, due to their own actions, have fallen off a cliff. Clay Thompson. Body broke down for three years. He's still trying to get back. Draymond is insane. Um, Steph is Steph, but I mean, he's getting older. You got Chris Paul, who's older. And then all of the young players. All of your young players that you try to build around either are there and unhappy or didn't work out. You got James Wiseman, who's gone. Jonathan Kaminga has said he's lost faith in Steve Kerr because he, in their last loss, he didn't play the last 18 minutes of the game. Your starting power forward didn't play the last 18 minutes of the game. I want y'all to remember that a quarter is 12 minutes. He didn't play the last quarter and a half of the game. And Steve Kerr was just like, I mean, I used to complain about my minutes too. And Jonathan Kaminga already felt like he was being held back by the Warriors organization because he kept getting sent to the G League, kind of like Jalen Johnson. And now it almost seems inevitable that they're going to have to punt on Jonathan Kaminga and or Moses Moody. I wouldn't. I'm going to tell you what I would do. You got to do three very difficult things, and you just got to do them. Clay Thompson, $20 million or no. That's it. You're coming off the bench. You can be the sixth man. Maybe even $25 million. But that's it. Nothing more than that. Draymond Green, you out of there. You got to go. Now, the thing is, I'll do my absolute best to get you to a place where you can stay competitive. Why? That's how you got in this crap in the first place. Trying to build and do favorites and sign. No, I'm trying to do the best. I I think that there's a way to do business. Because at the end of the day, like these guys, they're lifetime warriors. You're going to like, they're, you're probably going to want at least, I mean, you should do good business. I think that there's a way. And let's be real. I think that Draymond wants to be a Laker. You sit. I can see you I'm, saying that about Clay. I don't give a damn. Draymond, I've stuck by you, Draymond, through all of your antics. I don't owe you nothing. I, and I, I paid willing you. To move. I, will, oh, I was going to say you sent him to the Wizards because they take a bad contract, but you can't send him over there with Jordan Poole. That would never work. <laughs> but, yeah, I might be interested in the Lakers. If you give me Rui. And probably D'Angelo, you can have Draymond. D'Angelo. So now you have Chris yeah. Paul, D'Angelo, 
Clay Thompson. No, Chris Paul's on an expiring contract. He's out of there. So we're going to clear the million after there? the year. You talking about after the year. Well, I mean the season like the season is what it is. I but what I'm telling you is I'm you got to understand. Steph Curry is still playing elite hmm. basketball. And I got to I have yeah, to he make He took Kaminga's side it, too. I'm you could probably keep him for about 20 25 million dollars. So I'm keeping Kaminga. Wiggins, we're going to move you, big dog. You got a tradable contract. We can probably get some picks back for you and a decent player. So I'm moving Wiggins. I'm trading Draymond and I'm giving Clay Thompson $25 million. Take it or leave it, bro. You can stay here in your career with Steph or you can go. I ain't stopping you, but you got to be willing to make that tough decision. And that's what it is. Do you, there's another option here too. It's no guarantee that Steve Kerr gonna be there forever. You're right. Steve Kerr could be out, and they could say we're not getting rid of nobody. And because I mean, like you said, you really don't want to punt on Kaminga because I mean he's played really well. But he's obviously, whatever that's the trap where flashes is. I mean, whatever, it's like Desert Ritter. Like you see it, but you know it ain't. Uh, no, you got no. you gotta be. You like that's where your scouting and your coaching has to be able to look and say either he's the future or he ain't. Either you at what my well my point is if you think that Kaminga is it, it's obviously that Kaminga and Moody aren't vibing with Steve Kerr. Because Moses Moody plays pretty well when he plays, he just don't play. It's kind of like AJ Griffin almost. He plays a little bit more than AJ Griffin. So at some point, especially if you're now I may be reading too much into this, but Steph Curry ain't never said nothing against Steve Kerr ever that I've seen or heard. He's never said anything to challenge Steve Kerr's decision making or nothing. Yeah. And for him to stand on Kaminga's side versus Steve Kerr, that did you tells watch, me. Did something. you watch this part? Did you watch the way he said it? Mm-mm. Okay, he said it in a way like. He acknowledges you're a young player. You got some older players who want their minutes. You he probably should have played a little bit more, is what he's saying. But he all like, but the way that he communicated it, it was like I also understand at the end of the day, we the big dogs here. We built this thing. It's just an unfortunate situation. Well, then trade me. But that, if that's what you if if that's it. And that's and then trade me. I don't want to be there. Trade me. I mean, trade me for Pascal. At the end of the day, the answer is to clear house. Wiggins ain't it no more. You can get value for him, and he's a very tradable contract. I didn't know he was on like twenty twenty five million dollars. Um, I mean, I I I I would feel confident that the Hawks will probably trade Hunter for for Kaminga. I said that for a long time ago. I said if you're gonna do it, trade Hunter for Kaminga. No, for Wiggins, not for Kaminga. I don't want Kaminga. I mean, I don't want Wiggins. Wiggins needs to go back to it. Uh, what I've seen with the Warriors is Pascal Siakam. That is the only name I've seen them link to. If they're going to make a trade, it would be Pascal Siakam, which he wants would make too much Toronto, money. which would make Toronto just absolutely insane. Um, no, to me, you can't keep all of those people. 
He won. He's like thirty-five, forty million dollars. You can't, you can't just throw Pascal on top. And Pascal is also gonna want more money because he's twenty-nine years old. So he's gonna play three or four more years. He's gonna want another two hundred million dollars. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, if you're gonna clear house, there's a lot of teams that could use a Kaminga and a Wiggins, really, uh, off the bench. AD. I'm not I'm not giving you I'm willing to part with Wiggins because I think he's running his course. Kaminga is he's gonna be such a good value. You're just, he's still only gonna get twenty twenty five million dollars. I'm I'm keeping that. And yeah. I think that you have to. If you miss on everybody that you drafted, then you look stupid. And now, I know I'm, they do have a new GM because uh, what's his name? Bob Myers is gone, but yeah, he's with the he's with the commanders now. Yeah, but people ain't gonna want to <laughs> they're they gonna forget that part real quick. But what I'm saying is about if I'm the Warriors, I'm also mad at Adam Silver because I had a get out of jail free card. Draymond was talking about retiring allegedly. Allegedly, this could be COE content over everything, we don't know. He does have a podcast. But I take Draymond for, I don't really, I don't think he would be lying. So he said this was too much for me and that he was going to talk about retiring, which would have then given them a chance to go get somebody or pay somebody. So. Yeah, not, but not this year. Even if you retire, like. But you know, what I'm saying is that still gets you out of, that gives you a get out of jail free card. And also Draymond. Bro, that ain't showing no maturity to me. He said that this is getting too much to be too much. This is getting to be too much. This, all of your actions and antics are getting to be too much for you. So you are going to retire. So immature take. I'm a Draymond Green fan. I am too. And I'm going to say this. I think that, I think that the, the warrior situation is becoming too much. Clay said, I, I had to have a sit down with Steve Kerr and my negativity is ble- is bleeding into the team. So you've seen how dejected they look when they lose these games. Like I, when I, th- I think that the entire situation and the pressure of like, how do we make this work? I think that's what he meant by that. And honestly, it's a private conversation between him and Adam Silver. Like, bro, I got suspended. I wild out, sure. But it's a lot of things that are weighing heavily on me. The contemplation of retired, like, I don't, I don't know. I look at that. Look Man, at that. Uh, you, you, that's fine. We, you could say it's stressed and all of that stuff. You punched, uh, what's his name? And now nah, you ain't let it get out, but you punched, what's his name? You stomped on Sabonis' chest. You hit Nurkic in the face and tried to flail and act like that ain't no stress. That's you. That's not stress. That's not, him acting like he accidentally slapped Nurkic. Him acting like he tripped over. That's not stress about losing. He was in the playoffs. Y'all won that series. That ain't no stress about losing. That's you. That's who you are. That's accountability. You are doing that. And then when somebody finally calls you on it and they say, look, enough is enough. Instead of wanting to do the right thing, which you eventually got talked into doing, your first initial reaction was to run away and not face what you did. For your actions. I, I think that they're all just, I mean, they've been, like, it's like anything. Once you've been together for a really long time, I think that's, I, I think that's a part of it too. They they just probably need a break from each other. Yeah. Like the Pistons in, you know, in the eighties. Well, I hear it. 
But that's talking about punching Jordan Poole. I, fine, they've been around each other too long. Y'all don't like each other. All that other stuff is Draymond. That's Draymond. And I can see if you said it was stressed now, but this ain't like it happened for the first time. This been happening for a half a decade. This ain't nothing new. He been he been he been suspended uh, just as much or more than Rasheed Wallace. I can't I can't defend that. So I at that point, that. you know I look if you if, like I said the words would have got to get out of jail free card. But at the same time, like, Draymond, I'm happy that you that Adam Silver talked you into into taking some accountability and actually allegedly doing the work. We'll see if you did the work. You was you was out twelve games, right? That's two weeks, three weeks. That's three weeks. You was out three weeks. Yeah. So. We gonna see if you did the work, but <laughs> somebody said literally they said, "Hey, Draymond, don't punch people." He said, "That's too much to ask. I'm just gonna retire." <laughs> and the thing is, I also think Adam Silver to wrap it up. I think Adam Silver talked him into it because if Draymond retires, you can probably consider either Clay and or Steph not too far behind them. And Steph right now is too big of a star nah, for them to let go. Uh, uh, uh. Steph going. Steph. Steph needs an enforcer. You you going and your job is to find him one. <laughs> but no nah, like might you have you like the other part about it is Steph is a is a second generation NBA player. They're like, hey, hey, hey son. You good now. <laughs> you really good. You you might still be, I mean, on any night, he could be the best. Yeah. Yeah. Him and LeBron, man, there is a case study for them too. Because LeBron out here right now trying to beat the Raptors by himself. Um, and Steph Curry and at any time can go it. nuclear. Um, so, but. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the Splashcast episode 135 uh, around the league edition Monday Night Raw on a Tuesday. Nord, if we didn't miss anything, take us out. Tori and Prince. Ladies and nope. gentlemen, children of all ages, you've enjoyed the quiet storm with myself, Norwood, and my boy Reg. We've had a fantastic night. We've covered football, basketball, baseball. Once again, adios to my boy Tigger. Um, job well done with Nike. Um, we are moving out of college football. Um, I will pour out a little beer, but I drank it. Um, we have crowned a national champion. Shout out to Michigan. Uh, we are moving into NFL playoffs. We are getting closer and closer to NBA All-Star. Thank you guys for rocking with us. This has been fun. This has been fantastic. Number one, number one, number one. More and more and more black baseball. Number two, more black cowboys and cowgirls. Number three, and by far the most important, the historically black college and university that you went to, your cousin went to, your auntie went to, your uncle went to, you know, the person you used to sit in the back of the church and laugh and kiki with. Send some money over to that school. The historically black college and university that you go physically show up at, the one that you go to homecoming, step shows, just to be around your people or to see what the yard is doing. Send some money over there. And then finally, $18.68. That's what we're asking you to send to the greatest learning institution in all the world. Some say the greatest ultra premium private homecoming experience in the world. And homecoming <laughs> dates is out. Homecoming dates is out. 
homecoming dates are what? Homecoming dates are out. So I love the culture. We had a whole homecoming date leak. Oh, yes. (laughs) And that's how committed people are to doing it. They leak it before we supposed to know it. And bought the hotel tickets and said, I'll I'll cancel if that's wrong. Yep. (laughs) And that all all four weekends. And (laughs) so we asking for $18.68 for you to send over to Hampton University on behalf of the Splash Cast. We love it. We love to do this. We love to support HBCUs and appreciate you doing that on our behalf. Um, without, with that said, we are out of here. Adios, mi amigos. I had to put the soulful voice on because me and Reggie been riding through this. We had a fantastic night. Adios, mi amigos. God is love. Until we meet again, y'all be safe. Me and Reg, out of this thing. Ain't but one thing to do. And what's that, my dog? Hang out. Hang out. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace. This is the Splashcast Weekly Schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's the Splashcast 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday. They can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday Morning Live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com. And, of course, via Instagram, at thesplashcast. Too fast. Bitch ain't no regular bitch. Bitch, I'm too hot in the city. I'm on her ass. This ain't no regular pimp. She at your house, but I still have a penny. I bank the outlet some nut on your linen. Bitch, I ain't shitting you new from beginning. Yeah, yeah. I white whip got ghosts. Stepping no hoes, ain't talking no roads. Double G's on, ain't rocking no coach. You ain't no G, better stay on that post, bitch. I'm breaking no time, hopping the gadgets, stack it up right.